Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at Theatre in the Now, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. This Glam Award winner not only spins at your favorite NYC bars, he happens to be the kindest and most genuine person in all of nightlife. It's the astonishing DJ J. Clef. How are you? Hi, I'm wildly homosexual on yourself. <laughs> about the same, about the same. There have there been days during COVID I'm like, do I still want to be anymore? Is, is, it, is it time for a change? <laughs> It that has be, never it, occurred to me in my life. It would be the most 2020 thing to happen to me, probably. Sure, sure. <laughs> but no, 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 we're, we're still homosexual <laughs> over here. Very, very, very much. Yeah. How, how have you been? How's, how's your fall going? Because now we're getting colder weather. It's fall. Um, well, you wouldn't believe this, but I put on clothes the past couple of days. Yeah. So we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah I, I, as everyone knows i'm very much anti-fall i don't like the fall i don't like the cold weather i don't like we that we celebrate death because you know like leaves fall and oh my god we love leaves when you know they're dead and halloween <laughs> is dead things not not my jam i like summer and spring where we're like cool warm colors not 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 this well nothing can stop me from wearing my neon so it's true it is very very true <laughs> Well, I'm very excited to have you on the podcast because um, I'm excited to share you with all the listeners because I think it's fair to say everyone in nightlife knows who you are. They may not know you personally, but they know who you are because you're a fucking Glam Award winner, multi-time Glam Award winner. Be, 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 be. <laughs> now, I, I ha- the first question I'll ask, where are they? Where do you, where do you showcase them? Um, they're right here in my room. I actually have a nightlife altar on the side of my room and like a spiritual altar on the other one. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah. Glad to hear that they're different. Very, very, (laughs) very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, let's start from the very beginning. Where are you from? I'm from outer space. Okay, cool. Like most of us. (laughs) Um, I was born in Pennsylvania, someplace I've never been back to. And Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up in upstate New York, halfway between Syracuse and Albany. Um, Fond memories include uh, the smell of manure on the way to school and my hometown smell of sulfur, which smells like rotten eggs, if you don't know. Yeah, not not the best kind of smell. So when people ask where I'm from, right now I'm from the gay bar. That's mm-hmm. where you met me. That's where I will return. That's where I go to, for all my holidays. And uh, that's where my family is. <laughs> I hear that. I mean, I, I think especially nowadays, your chosen family is sometimes more important than the biological one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, fully. What were, what were you like as a child? I was very quiet. Um. I was mostly just worried about doing everything right mm-hmm. and um, not getting into trouble because my dad actually was a preacher uh, for like the first 
eight, nine years of my life and then became a, a music teacher. Mm-hmm. So he was always present wherever I was. So my reflect, my behavior would reflect back sure. on him and also mean, you know, I wanted to make sure that nothing I did ever reflected badly on the family in a way that would be detrimental. Yeah, so absolutely. I've just always been of that mindset. Yeah, you, you are very much a by the books person uh, uh, and a good person. I mean, I, you know, I just try to be kind. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm not like, I want people to know I'm not just being nice. I'm being kind and patient because I know what it is to have those days or have those moments. Absolutely. And like that. So when, mm-hmm. when, when did music come into your life? Immediately. Mm-hmm. I would say that music is my first language before English. I love that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Is, now, do you remember what like the first album you ever purchased was? Um, I believe it was a Christian album because I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music growing up, but I have okay. no idea what it was. All right, and, and what about Main the, Christian rock or something? <laughs> and what about like the first like song you would lip sync in your bedroom? What did you dance around to? I didn't do that as a child. I'm no? learning to dance at this stage in my life. That's fair. I still can't dance. Yeah, I um, yeah, I I've been so uptight for so long, and honestly finding drag and finding the bars and getting to DJ has been my path to um, enlightenment isn't the word. Uh, Just like freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Figuring out how to make that real for myself. Yeah. So let's talk about that. How did you get involved in nightlife? By accident. Uh, (laughs) As we all do. I mean, I definitely do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I had actually recently moved to Albany and mm-hmm. I had started transition, my uh, physical transition, and I had started to go out to some of the gay bars and there happened to be a drag show that I went to and the person running the music, which back in 2012 or 13, whenever that was, was just a laptop. Sure. And uh, so I offered to help and the next week I did and one thing really led to another that's, you know that's drag awesome. shows and then and then I started booking parties and uh, yeah I can't get enough <laughs> I love that what what inspired you to be a DJ like uh, as opposed to like a, a sound technician or that kind of world oh I went to school to be I went to school for audio engineering as well mm-hmm. as music and music theory. Um, but once I started DJing, it was just another way to use music that I hadn't done before. And I really, really enjoyed it. I love interacting with people. I love mm-hmm. the energy exchange that happens at a party. I love being able to read the room and like make all those things happen. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there is, some people don't realize it, but a bad DJ can ruin a night. Right. Like you need a good DJ for to, to keep the vibe going, to keep the night going. Like one song could destroy an entire mood. Yeah. Yeah. 
keep that in mind, people, when you're requesting things that you absolutely need to hear because there's well, an entire room of people there who is not you. <laughs> we're we're going to play a little game about that little a little later. But what is the origin of your name, DJ Clef? How did you come up and decide on that? Well, it was a friend had suggested it, but the clef is a part, is the sign in music. There's a G clef and mm -hmm. a C clef and an alto clef and a tenor clef. And the clef puts uh, where the notes are in perspective. And so J clef, is, J is for Jake, <laughs> very, yep. very simple, but J clef is just like sound and music in my perspective and yeah it's just the i spent my entire life with music and so i believe that i have a really unique way of making sound happen yeah absolutely i mean you have a really cool logo for your name thank you when when do we get when is merch going to be coming out everyone's doing merch these days oh yeah i actually just got a beautiful logo drawn up with that with the letters of my name instead of just the insignia oh cool Mm -hmm. by Franco Duball, Coco Duball's fiance. And he does incredible work. If anybody wants something done by him, you know, we'll have yeah. to look him up. And what kind, what kind of merch can we expect? We'll see. Definitely t-shirts. And I, I'm definitely going to put it on the back of a hoodie for myself. Absolutely. We'll see what else happens. I just got it drawn up. So nice. Yeah. I mean, everyone's in the pin game right now. I'm going to, I'm getting some new pins made eventually. Mm -hmm. I lose every pin I try to put on. So. <laughs> it's it, well, yeah. Cause I, I used to keep them on my bag and what would happen is I'd put something in my bag and would knock the back off of it. And all of a sudden there goes the pin. Mm -hmm. I'm not a very delicate person. I, <laughs> may or may not run into things from time to time. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Right. What makes a good DJ? I can't say that. Okay. That's not for me to say. I, I think, I believe I'm an excellent DJ because of all of the time and work and effort that I put into it. And as a result of keeping getting booked and the feedback from people. Mm -hmm. You know, but I can't tell you that. I think that every every DJ, just like every other every drag queen, has a different approach, and that's not for me to say if they're good or not. That's fair. So, Where do you find your inspirations? Like, how how often do you listen to new music? All the time. Often, I get up and just put music on and it's on most of the day. I'm either re-listening through my library or finding mm -hmm. something new and uh, yeah, playing along with it, whatever. So when you're not working, you, you find yourself still listening to music f for, for entertainment and joy or, or in the back of your mind, all right, let, I'm adding this to the playlist for next week. Um. I guess every time I approach music, it's, I've been doing it for so long and it's been such a huge part of my life that anytime I hear music, I'm always thinking about how I'm going to use it or if I want to use it. Right. You know, I accidentally, again, have 20,000 tracks on my computer. So I really need to continue to do something about that. <laughs> but you're, you, it means you're ready to go like, because like you said, requests come in all the time. Right. 
But I have to say, as of COVID, and I'm realizing that if I'm if my job as a DJ is not to number one catch your attention when you walk in the door and keep you there, and two to keep people in the mood to buy drinks, et cetera, et cetera, then that means that who I am as a DJ and the music that I'm going to play is very different. Right. So you know, it's it. There are so many different ways to approach it. Absolutely. Now, how how do you handle requests when back in the day, six months ago, when we were allowed in bars, how, how, when someone comes up to you and says, can you play X, Y, Z? It depends on the situation. If somebody is being tone deaf to what is happening in the room and they just want their request, it's probably not going to happen. Mm -hmm. If they approach me with a level of respect and especially if they approach me with a tip, right? cool. You know what I mean? I talked to older DJs and they said back in the day, it's 20 if you want it to get heard tonight. Okay. Like 100 if you want it right now. And I think that the way that nightlife has just accidentally devalued itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, the, the, yeah, they just don't understand that there's a real art to what I do. Absolutely. But if it makes sense, absolutely. I would love to play it for you. you know? Yeah, I mean, like, when it comes to, like, new pop music, is that something um, that you're like, okay, fine, it's a request, I would play it eventually, or? Um, it depends on the pop music. I find things like Cardi B and um, Megan Thee Stallion, has such the energy of that music has such a huge impact on the energy of the room absolutely and, and everything like that uh so i like to be strategic about when i play things absolutely but pop songs like something by dua lipa that's easy to work in and easy to work out yeah. hip-hop songs not so much people don't like when you switch them but i think that yeah, yeah. I, I mean in, in a way, I'm kind of glad we're, we have like a little pause from being in the bars because I don't know if I could listen to WAP like 15 times in a night. I remember um, when Bodak Yellow came in, came out, and that was a real game changer. Yeah. I noticed that there would be waves of people that would come through and demand that I play it. And then it became a hostage situation. Yeah. And people do get very aggressive from time to time depending on the venue and level of drunk or whatever. Right. Do you, do you prefer having a little space of your own when you're at a bar uh, to DJ or do you like the, having a little bit of an interaction with the audience? I like to have it both ways. Mm -hmm. I like to have all different kinds of DJing experiences so that I don't ever get stuck in one mindset. Sure. Or, and you know what I mean? Cause the, the, my idea is to just like remain flexible as far as my approach and mindset. So I really love being able to play as a DJ on a stage. I mm -hmm. love the moments when I get to throw a party and people are here just to dance. That's yeah. fabulous. I also really like interacting with people. Yeah. I'm just shy and in my head. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, because it's, I mean, it's obviously definitely a different experience when you can close the door at pieces or be literally front and center kind of at hardware. 
Um, it's, right. it's almost two different experiences. So I, very. It, it's kind of, it, it's exciting to see how each bar and how the DJs interact with um, some of the audience members. Because yeah, I've been definitely been pieces where that door is closed and you didn't even know the DJ was in the room. Right. Some of the girls like it that way. Mm-hmm. It's true. You, you worked in Albany. You've mm-hmm. worked in Philly. You've worked in New York. From your observation, how would you differentiate the different nightlife scenes in those cities? Oh, wow. Well, um, I believe the rough numbers are that I think Philly is about 10 times the size of Albany and New York mm-hmm. is about 10 times the size as Philly. Yeah. And uh, in Albany, there there are two bars across the street from each other mm-hmm. that have a, an unhealthy rivalry. At times it has been healthy, but not, not really. Um, yeah. And it's very divisive and it's like, sometimes it feels like two kind of gangs against each other and um, there, there are some really good people in Albany. I want to shout out Lyndon J. Precise, one of my very, my best sis. Um, she does a lot for the community out there, up there. And um, yeah, that's incredible. I used to work at a bar called Rocks, which is funny because I work at Rock Bar now. But right. Rocks is like a, a hometown bar, like Rock Bar. I think that we have like the different kinds of bars Mm-hmm. And I think that the way that people interact is more in reference to how big the city is and what the history of the city is. Sure. Um, so I can't, I don't really want to speak on people's behavior or anything like that. But I do want to say like, we have like, like Philly had a big industry bar called Voyeur. That was incredible. It had multiple floors, multiple dance areas, all the lights and everything like that. Uh, and then it had more like tavern uh, tavern bars, like shotgun bars and stuff like that. Um, they had a lot of sports at their bars in Philly. Yeah, they, Philly loves their sports. And, um, you know, a couple of piano bars. I worked at Tavern on Kamak, although when I... To be really honest, when I lived in Philly, it was almost entirely just so I could move to New York. Okay. So I was, you know, mostly working here. And honestly, I I do love some of my Philly queens, but I just really got much closer to the people in New York. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, New York has a very, very interesting scene. And you get to work at a variety of places. Mm-hmm. So you get to experience very different clientele per bar how do you adjust what you'll be playing in a night when you go from bar to bar like i, I would assume that i use my mouse <laughs> i mean I, I would assume that like what you would play at the cock is not what you're going to necessarily play at pieces or rock bar or even macri park or metropolitan literally every different event has different needs yeah so you know if i'm going into someplace for the first time 
uh, I just kind of, I try to get some information and judge by the energy of the the crowd and the room and everything like that. I, I don't know. I'm just very observant, I think. Yeah. And I, with all the years that I have been doing it, I have enough experience that I, I'm pretty good judge of the situation. Is there a New York bar that you've yet to work at that you're like, okay, when COVID is over and I can work at bars again, I would like to work here. All of them. All of them? I mean, you worked at so many. So I, I mean, yeah, I miss, my family is at my bars. All yeah. the shows that I did, I literally love everybody that I work with. I'm, I'm not kidding. I truly feel that way. Like I miss my, my girls, my performers and all the things that we created together. And I don't think it's necessarily a matter of the bar, but it's a matter of the people. Absolutely. And as long as there's one or more of us, let's do yeah. it. Yeah, I hear you. COVID obviously hit all of us in a different way. How have you been able to stay creatively active? I mean, I feel like I don't have a choice but to stay creatively active. Um, I've taught myself electric bass during quarantine. That's awesome. Yeah, I really, really love it. And I took dance classes with Miss Jade mm-hmm. via Zoom for a couple of months before my back completely gave out. And not fun. No, apparently I have a herniated disc, a couple of bulging ones, and that's only the lower. Oh, back, God. So that's not fun. It's not. It's rather spiritual at this point. Yeah. <laughs> what were some of the challenges you've encountered while DJing in the digital world? Um, I've never I've never used vinyl. To be fair, mm-hmm. I forgot a power cord once, and I I've forgotten a couple cords. I think on three separate occasions in my DJ life, I've forgotten cords. So that's fair. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, you know, lack of Wi-Fi when people want to give music at the last moment, but right. otherwise. That's fair. Pretty cool. We're going to play a game called This or That. I'm going to give you two options, and you're going to pick the one you prefer, if you prefer one. We are going to start off with call or text. Um, if it's something quick, definitely text. Uh, if it's personal, probably a phone call. I'm learning how to deal with phone calls now. <laughs> Same, me Saves too. time. Next up, swimming or sunbathing? Sunbathing. Plants or flowers? Plants. Rain or shine? Both. Ocean or mountains? Yes. Mansion or cabin? Neither. Sweater or hoodie? Hoodie. Beer or wine? Whiskey. Nice. Netflix or YouTube? Those are two completely different things. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Um, I guess YouTube because there's so, so many different things out there. Yeah. TV shows or movies? Netflix. (laughs) Gold or silver? 
Silver. Good heart or good body? Good heart. Hugs or kisses? Hugs. That was this or that. You've attended a lot of shows and DJed for a lot of queens at a lot of bars. Is there a singular performance that sticks out as something memorable for either good, bad, or indifferent reasons? Uh, One of the most memorable performances that I've seen, it was like a 4 4 p.m., maybe 5 p.m. at Pieces, and it was Paris Lahomey, and they performed uh, Portuguese Love. And it was just, mm -hmm. I think Paris is just such a different performer and I really love what they bring to the table. Yeah, absolutely. And I found myself thinking about the performance and the song for the rest of the week. Um, That's, that's one thing. There there are so many memorable moments. Absolutely. Yeah. Paris is definitely a star on the rise. I think in a way COVID has helped them so much because they've brought their art to more eyes than they would have, you know, at a regular bar. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm very proud of everything they've accomplished so far. And I, I'm excited to see what a post COVID world looks for them. Same. What is like the wildest thing you've experienced at a bar? Like what, what has happened that you're like, how, why is this happening right now? either with at a show or with a patron or whatever. Well, there was the Miss West Village pageant <laughs> last year. Yeah, that was <laughs> that. that whomever I I can't even remember or something who it possibly would have been that ghosted because of a quote unquote family emergency and yeah. took everything with her never showed up i didn't we barely put together a skeleton of a set list and fifi dubois and i just made a show happen it was a gem miss fifi yeah that was one of yeah that was a wild experience and sometimes i like to pretend to block it out but i again i saved the set list you know what i mean (laughs) yeah i mean as as a producer, I would never do that. Like if there was a real family emergency that I had to deal with, I would have everything set up, ready to go to the people who need that information to get the show happening. I'm not going to let people down. My show is my family emergency. Yeah. So. It, was, <laughs> it was wild. And I, I know there was a lot of tensions. People were not thrilled with other people and shit happened. That's how um, these things always go though. Yeah. Like, it was. Know. I mean, it was, I was bewildered because the crazy thing is, just I think a day or two earlier, I saw them because they went to The View with me. Mm. And I was like, how could you morally know what you were about to do and sit next to me and stand in line with me for hours? Like, no, not going to fly. <laughs> God don't like ugly. Some, you no. know what I mean? But when you have experiences like that, when you go through crazy experiences in nightlife, you get to the end of the night and you're like, oh my God, I just did that. And secondly, if I could do that, I can do anything. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everyone came together. Everyone made the show happen. Um, I mean, in a way, I'm, I'm, I think we're all fortunate that it happened at Rock Bar because Jason was like, not on my watch. We're going to have a show and it's going to be great. And having everyone who really is part of that Rock Bar family be around and support each other when shit was going to happen, it really made it a, a, an experience only we all could have together. Right. But yeah, yeah. wild, 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 wild. I love that hometown drag nonsense, though. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It just, it builds character. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, with with, with that and the, and the idea of a family, how can we come together as a nightlife community and still this idea of positivity rather than continually tear each other down? I think that... It just happens one interaction at a time. If you want to build people up, you do that. Yeah. I like to reach out to the people, like whomever comes to mind, I like to just reach out and say, hey, I'm thinking of you today. Yeah. It's on the very, it, for me, it's on the micro level and every little change continues to make another little change. And um, I like to try and talk about solutions rather than, problems and stop having conversations that have been had before right because the only way in my in my mind in my experience to find solutions is to talk about solutions the problems are there they've been there they're going to continue to be there and like the bigger picture is we are being pitted against each other absolutely and um even if if it's not to the ends of coming together to fight let's come together and make sure that we're eating and, and like stuff like that. Um, I've heard about uh, like zoom, uh, what's it called? Breathwork things. You can do various things, various healing things. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people out there putting healing messages, uh, all different healing classes and stuff. I recently attended a trans guy, like kind of, check-in therapy session with each other and it was really it was really helpful yeah yeah i mean i think we just need to talk to each other not at each other but let's have conversations like absolutely we're all going through it like i don't know one person whose life is quote unquote okay there's not there's not going to be a normal there's not we can't remove words like okay from Mm -hmm. our conversation instead of saying how are you we can say things like hey it's good to see you because that doesn't leave an expectation of somebody to think about how they're doing think about all the things that have happened and because yeah. i know when i check in with myself about how i'm doing and all the things that have happened over quarantine i suddenly don't want to take part in that conversation yeah but let's talk about anything else Absolutely. No, I hear you. It's, so. Yeah, and, th and this is part of why I miss you so much and being able to go to a bar and see you walk in because like you <laughs> just radiate this this joy and fun and positivity. Like I miss giving you hugs every time I'm at Rock Bar. Right? I miss you too. I really like, I do really, really look forward to going back to Rock yeah. Bar. And I have gone over the weekend and said hi to people. It's yeah. Dijon's birthday this weekend, our, our door goddess. 
yeah it, and and it's, it's it's a scary time also for all of us to realize how impactful COVID is from a financial standpoint and 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 just the possibility of losing our safe spaces our homes because i know I, I rock bar is going through it right now and mm-hmm. yeah they're they're we have to help as much as we can but as struggling artists as ourselves like sometimes we can't give as much as we would like to I don't think that it should fall on the soldiers, the soldiers, the shoulders of the artists who keep these bars open. Not at all. To keep these bars open. Yeah. Because we have, we have worked for less, way less than we were worth. Yeah. All of us have worked for a very long time for way less than we were worth to keep these doors open, to keep these safe spaces happening. And uh, I think that it's really important for the people who are just used to coming to the bars to put a little effort in. It's true. Um, I'm more than happy to do benefits, but I hate to say that no matter how many benefits I've done, I've never seen the people who have benefited from them. Right. And that is a problem for me. Mm-hmm. As I have many, many uh, queer people of color in my life who desperately could use financial assistance, health assistance, housing assistance, and all I ever see are phone numbers that never lead anywhere. Right. So I think what I'd like to see while we don't have bars and like everybody wants to save the world, but like let's figure out how to network better outside of Facebook because they're watching us. Every group that you create, they're like, watching how we're interacting everything that we're doing and are manipulating us potentially in and after analyzing these things so yeah yeah there's a lot of work for us to do and i think there's unfortunately a lot of time that we can't do that i i think that i think sometimes we need to realize how much we are doing already how much we have done and how far we have come mm mm-hmm. Because we've come really far. We've come really far. Yeah. Um, And like even how things are now as opposed to years ago, I see huge amounts of change and and forward movement, but movement just isn't linear. Yeah. So we're going to take this break. And instead of focusing on like, oh, we have to be doing all these things all the time. Maybe we're on a break because we never take breaks. Mm-hmm. So that's true. That's it. I want to pivot a little bit to the Glam Awards. Oh. You are a winner, a multi-time winner. What was it like to win your first Glam Award? Unreal. I literally never saw it coming. I had no idea that I was going to win. I I, 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 I would like to say that in a way you winning was a win for so many of us because you represent so many artists and, and we, I I campaigned for you a little bit to make sure you got votes. Like it was important to me to see you win because I really think you are so representative of what New York nightlife should be. Not always is, but you really are someone who is the face of New York nightlife now. I mean, you were on a cover. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's funny because it feels a lot like a responsibility. People are often telling me that they're looking up to, looking up to me, or and stuff like that. And you are people are looking to me to come with that attitude and the mindset and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting. I feel a responsibility to my to my community yeah. and to everybody that's come before us. Now, when you caught the second win, yeah. were you prepared for it? Or you're like, you know, I, I got the first one. The second one's easy. I'm definitely getting the win. I didn't post a single thing about it anymore this, this past year because I don't know. I just wanted to see. Yeah. I really just wanted to make sure that I looked right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was really beautiful to win, and I'm super super grateful. Um, but it was just really great to see everybody looking incredible and all the things. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been crazy to think that we may not have a Glam Awards or even should have a Glam Awards this coming year because mm-hmm. there's no awards to really give out because we haven't been able to perform you can have like a digital award but that's a whole that's probably going to be more controversial than anything if anyone try to do awards for digital content but i'm excited for when you eventually win another one the next time (laughs) we have a live show yeah babe i'm not going anywhere (laughs) like the only place i'm going is on tour like i wanted to be in new york forever so yeah just like really glad to be here so as a dj you get a lot of requests and Lord knows that I've requested a bunch of songs in my mm-hmm. time. But we're going to play a game called Total Request Later. It's up to you to set the mood and the song. In this game, I'm going to give you a name of an artist, and you're going to pick the song you would play of theirs. All right? Let's start off with Beyonce. Right now, I'm playing Party from her Homecoming album. Okay. All right. Rihanna. Wait, the question, uh, do you, is this like from one to the next or? If no, just in general. Happy, like if, if oh. someone were to come up to you and be like, play Rihanna, here's 10 bucks. Oh, wow. Well, it, Rihanna has such an incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that would really depend. Wow. Um, I don't know how to answer that question. There's a really cool Teamo remix I have. <laughs> yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Cardi B. I have a Biley Flip remix of Bodak Yellow that I like to play. It's with a, a nice little guitar. Nice, love that. Mm-hmm. How about Nicki Minaj? Man, Nicki. I love Nicki so much. Uh, Wow. I don't know. Can I look? Yeah, go for <laughs> it. Go for it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Music, see, that's the thing. Like, if I was playing this game, I'd be, I would be yelling at me also. I'd be like, you're making me pick my babies. It's Sophie Choice. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I have hundreds of songs by <laughs> each artist. I'm like, wait. 
Yeah, the Te Amo song actually I found out is a cover of a bachata song. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So I actually like to mix one into the other. <laughs> nice. Uh, Um, I really like playing Starships and Beasts That's a classic. It's very fun. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go with Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) Let's get loud. Yep, yep, yep. Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Applause. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. How about Little Mix? Mm. They're so good. They're um, so good. Maybe Wasabi. I love Wasabi so much. It's so Have good. you listened to Motivate, by the way? That's really good. I don't think so. Oh, I love Little Mix. They're so fun. Yay. How about Dolly Parton? I mean, 9 to 5. I have a disco remix of 9 to 5. Oh, like, I love that. What about ABBA? Dancing Queen. Mm-hmm. Cher? Strong enough. Okay, okay. Celine Dion. River Deep, Mountain High. Good one, good one. Donna Summer. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, how dare you? Um, I really like the boss. Mm-hmm. We are going to end with Whitney Houston. Ugh. Which one is it? Um, oh, you couldn't. Whitney Houston is my diva. I know. Uh, there is a remix. I think it's the Junior Vasquez remix of Step by Step. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, friends, when you when you see Jay Clef, there are some options. When you request a song, make sure you tip, <laughs> tip, 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 tip. Why is drag important to the community? Uh, I think that drag drag is important for so many reasons. I think that it gives our queer take on pop. It it helps us. It's kind of the voice of the people in in a way. Like there is drag race, but it it gives people an opportunity to express themselves in a yeah. new way and find a power, a new power, and um, it helps us tell our own stories in a world where we can't really look out and see. Uh, narratives that look like ours I think that it's really helpful to be able to come together in a room and share things yeah where do you see the state of drag in five years 
I mean, I would like to see more, more like gender expression in drag. Like I would like to see a lot more drag kings and a lot more non-binary people continue to do what they're doing. I've noticed that the millennials are really, really taking over the narrative and the like zeitgeist of what's happening. So sure. it will be interesting to see what they're doing when they're 27, 28, pushing 30. Like, yeah. what are they going to be like after their quarter life crisis? Right. I can't imagine. Neither can I. You know what I mean? But I think that there's going to be some of the older queens like myself keeping the other drag alive as well. Because mm-hmm. now we have generations of different like genres and stuff. Absolutely. Well, speaking of older queens, we're going to play Tea Time, where mm-hmm. I'm going to give you some names of some of your close friends, performers, pals, people you've produced with, shared a stage with. And you're going to tell a story, share some tea, whatever you want to talk about with mm-hmm. each person. And I know you're going to love them all. So let's see how, let's see what you got. We're going to start off with the one, the only, the old lady herself, Coco Taylor. Oh, wow. I think Coco has made more drag mixes than any drag queen (laughs) I've ever worked with. I mean, this performer is so brilliant what does she call it? Audienceology or something like that. That's definitely not the word she used, but it was something like that. Yeah, she's she's fabulous. I miss I, her. Yeah. Um, next up, another Miss Rock Bar, Nicole Anoscopy. Oh, Nicole. I will just say that she is a lot of fun. She stoned she stoned the back of my cape. My mm-hmm. drag. My drag. Yes, my drag. <laughs> <laughs> my glam awards cape she stoned that for me and she has always been nothing but sweet to me and i really really love her poker mix yeah it's a fun one <laughs> next up victoria williams current reigning yes victoria williams her career is blowing up honey mm-hmm. uh it just so happens i found out that she knows a cousin of mine oh cool who i don't even know from Small when they world. worked together in in Albuquerque. My cousin That's used to run a, a strip show at a gay bar. That's cool. Still waiting to meet my cousin as an adult, but uh, apparently they know each other really well. <laughs> Next up, we got Harriola Grande. What a doll. I, I don't know. I don't really have many stories because I'm literally in the DJ booth the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I really love that Hariola has really worked to create community and she's had me make or help her with some drag mixes and I don't know I think she's fun and I think it's really cool that she was featured this past pride yeah on like some of the some of the ads yeah she's awesome next we have Heidi Ho words cannot describe (laughs) last night Last night, she did a dramatic reading of Who Let the Dogs Out. (laughs) This queen always, always is just so much fun. When we were working together, 
and doing happy hour at pieces, I would like to, to wake up and send her a really ridiculous song when I got up like <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or whatever other nonsense. I She's somebody I just love to cut up with and come up with ideas. Yeah. Seriously, one of the most brilliant, hilarious performers I know. Absolutely. Next up, Tiffany Ann Koch. That is my sister. Oh my God. I've worked with her so much and uh, we we did, we've done so many brunches together and I don't know. I just have really never, I don't know. She just really looks out for me, makes sure I'm taken care of, has been a really good sis to me in and out of the gig and I just love her to bits. Yeah. <laughs> And from Tiffany to Carlos, the Uber driver. Carlos is really funny. I haven't worked with him in quite some time, but I, I don't know. He does some really cool hair. Yeah. Maybe you need one just for fun, for shits and giggles. Maybe. (laughs) I have never thought, you know what I need is a wig. Right. Maybe for the next Glam Awards, you'll do some crazy... Maybe. Mohawk or something. Next up is someone who I met through them and you at a brunch, Lucy for Matrix. Oh my god. What a legendary idiot. She now has <laughs> she now has a character called Beth Laham <laughs> and she has an emotional support ham named Mr. Smithfield. And they are go first of all, she's recently competed in a game called Sequester and done yep. really, really well. And people are more here for her ham than anything else. Uh, but we have, I met her when I lived in Albany and we worked up in Burlington, Vermont together, actually. We did a monthly show called First Fridays. But she is uh, originally a pageant queen from Oklahoma and has been nice. doing drag for 20 years. Yeah, I mean, and her third iteration of character, and uh, is also just opening a new makeup line, which she's actually making fully organic. That's all, awesome. Uh, in her basement up in Vermont, and uh, there, she just told me yesterday there is going to be a ham-inspired line. Of course, uh, pineapple upside down with brown sugar. Oh, uh, fun what is it maple glaze and a honey and the maple glaze and the pineapple one the pineapple with brown sugar both have like different metallic goldish flecks in it and they're hyper pigmented she was telling me just yesterday i'm super excited to see oh i don't wear makeup but i'm here for this i'd buy a palette sign Mm -hmm. me up yes and they all have tastes like the the name of the taste yeah love it i love it well next up we're gonna we're gonna lump this one together the court of filth Oh, the court of filth. <laughs> I met um, Lady Mac and Cheese before I moved to New York City. And shortly after I moved here, she asked if I wanted to do a show with her. And I immediately joined on. And it's really, the court of filth is kind of a family that we're curating. We've been, well, before quarantine, we were about to celebrate our two years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just an incredible group of people that is growing together. And we always, you know, welcome new members. I think it's 
the court of filth is kind of the only place where you can be a non-polished drag without it being a competition. Sure. Like, I, court of filth is kind of, it's definitely a collaboration between Lady Mac and Cheese and Easy Mac and myself. But it's just an, an exercise in keeping local drag alive and making sure not everybody has to feel like they need to be all that. Absolutely. And everyone needs a place like that. And, and yeah. it's important. Next up, we have Ms. Jade. Oh, Ms. Jade. She has got to be one of the most undervalued people and performers in nightlife. She is a professional dance teacher by day and um, one of the best people I've ever met. Uh, yeah. She does Dry Queen Story Hour. Mm -hmm. Low-key supports more people than I can imagine and definitely helped me out a great deal when I, w when I was staying in Philly still. Yeah. Done so many parties together. I don't know. I think the craziest thing I know about her is that she did a drag number and had a bunch of guys pee on her. I think that was at Bazaar, which is now closed. Well, coincidentally, I saw her at Bushwick, I think it was two years ago, Maybe three it was years ago. Um, well, that number, she fisted somebody and pulled things out of his butthole. So that was fun. I missed that. Yeah, that was uh, my first Ms. Jade performance. I was like, okay, cool. I mean, yeah, but you don't understand. <laughs> I saw Albany drag. Yeah. Is that so, oh, wow. one of my first friends' name was Shalita Baby. Okay, okay. I, lo so I love I'm that. not really fun. shocked by anything. <laughs> Next up, we have Lady Havoc. Mm-hmm. Oh, Miss Havoc. We, st we were doing a show when I first moved here called The Most. It was mm -hmm. Lady Havoc, the Suburbia, and Harajuku in me. So you can only imagine how that went. Yeah. It was wild. Um, Lady Havoc has always been nice to me, I'll say that. But I think the first thing she said to me was, are you trans? I had gone to the Metropolitan mm -hmm. for a show. I was still living in Albany at the time. I didn't know that I was that clockable. And I had sat down at a table and then she sat down and I was like, hey, are you trans? This is the first chaser I ever met. Wow. <laughs> and then you became, you, you worked together. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Christy Blaze. Christy Blaze. She is such a firecracker. Mm -hmm. That girl can really dance. Yeah. I'll say that. She Next. has a really good heart. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of that Polish family, London J. Precise. Well, I was like, I just talked about her earlier. Yeah, yeah. London, my good sis. Um, I've known her since I started Nightlife. Like, so it's been a good seven, eight years that I've known her. And um, wow. That's just my family. Like, I really, I really have to continue to shout her out for everything that she's doing up in Albany. But I do know that she's planning on moving down to New York City, and I'm really excited to see. That's that's do. very exciting. Mm -hmm. Next, Kareem McJagger. Jagger, Jagger. 
Oh my goodness, Kareem. Uh, well, one of the, I, I don't know how I want to say this. Kareem created a party called Glow that mm-hmm. I went to at the beginning of my coming to New York. And I have to say what he created at Glow has inspired me in a way that nothing else has as far as the the energy and environment that I wanted to create. Yeah. I think Kareem, I think that like he, I, I'm not good at spilling tea. You know what I mean? That's fine. But some of the best advice I got from him was never let him see it straight. It's never going to happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kareem uh, really creates an environment and I know when I'm at an event that he's doing, I literally always have a good time, no matter what's going on in my life. Yeah. Suddenly it's better when I walk in the room. And that's what I always want to create when I'm DJing. And I definitely, I definitely pull that from him. Absolutely. From Kareem to mother, Honey Davenport. She's not my mother. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm her DJ daddy, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I love Honey. She is so hardworking, and I really, I'm impressed with how much she's done since the race. And um, wow, she, I really admire her voice, and um, how much she does what she believes in, no matter the repercussions that happen. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I've, she's, she's now produced her own music videos and stuff. Like she went from having other people to producing, to producing them herself. And I think she's just so brilliant. I really can't wait to see what the rest of her career looks like. Yeah. Do you, do you play her music, um, at shows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't wait to write her a track. I can't yeah. wait to write her a track, honestly. Get on it. That's the collaboration we all deserve. And wait till I write for Jason, Robin, and all them, too. So well, I'm just waiting till after my move, and then we'll really start putting it down. Well, speaking of, I have to end with your collaborator, your co-producer, your <laughs> good Judy, Jace Vegas. Oh, my goodness. He just turned 26. I'm like... A baby! I know. Well, when when I first moved to New York, actually, I'm a backpedal for a second. I met Jace with Honey, actually, at a music video shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I moved here, you know, I ran into him again because I'm in the family. It's just a different right. part. <laughs> uh, so we got together, and he had been really frustrated because as somebody who isn't a drag queen it's very difficult to get booked. And I said, well, you know what, let's, all you have to do is book yourself and then you'll see what happens. And one thing led to another and we ended up doing a weekly show together. Mm -hmm. And he really ran with it. He ran all over the city with his songs. And I was just telling him, I'm so proud of how far he's come. His musicality is, is really growing everything about him is maturing. And I think as somebody who just went, turned 26, 
where he is in his life is absolutely inspiring and i've watched him grow up a lot and again i can't wait to see what he does with the rest of it like he is definitely part of the future that i'm interested in having absolutely i mean the world is his at this point you two are going to just battle it out for who gets more glam awards yeah i don't compete with anybody (laughs) (laughs) what is your go-to karaoke song i don't have one you don't have one you don't karaoke ever? Mm-mm. All right, all right. Well, since since I started DJing, that's literally all I've done. Okay. So when when COVID started, I realized that I hadn't gotten around to actually becoming a person yet. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> figuring that out. Now, if you were a Disney princess, who would you be? Mulan? None? Mulan, okay. I don't know. She pretended to be a guy. That's as... <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. If you had to pick one New York City drag queen to be your partner on The Amazing Race, who would you pick? Heidi Ho. Yeah, she, she'd she be a good one. She... Or Tiffany. Maybe Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Can I pick both? Yeah, sure. <laughs> It'll be a family version. We're going to move into the pop five rapid fire. We're going to give you five pop culture things, headline stories, things that have happened recently. You're going to give me a word, phrase, whatever you want to talk about for each. Number one, the inevitable Chris Evans accidentally licks, leaks his dick pic. He licks it, does he? He sure did. Did, 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 you, did you see it? I did not. It was, it was nice. It was, it, was cute. it was good. It was cute. I also deleted my Grindr account. Like, I'm just not <laughs> as invested as you might think. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Number two is The West Wing turns 20 years old. I've never watched The West Wing. I, I, it's, a, it's a good show. I'm an I'm a Aaron Sorkin fan, so I love the writing. But yeah, it's, it's crazy to think that that show is now 20 years old. That's crazy. Yeah. Next up is California Wildfire started by a gender reveal party. <laughs> Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. I mean, yeah. I know it. I know it did, but if it wasn't that, it was gonna be something else. Yeah. Number four is Saturday Night Live bring back the entire cast for the new season. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I told you I listen to music all day. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's I mean, it, it's the first time I think in a. a over, over 10 years that the entire cast has been retained and brought back for another season. No cuts this year. Good. That and, would be ugly. Yeah. That would be really ugly. <laughs> Speaking of very ugly, number five is J.K. Rowling's new crime book, Troubled Blood, features a quote-unquote cross-dressing serial killer. No, ma'am. Nope. No, ma'am. I think the best way to cancel somebody is by never mentioning them again. And uh, I feel like there are much better things to focus on. Yeah. Are, are you a Harry Potter fan? I'm too old. I was never really, I was never into Harry Potter either. So like it's, it's, it's not affecting me the way it affects the people who, you know, have been obsessed with it, but. I mean, yeah, but you can't, I don't know. I tend to think that, especially if you're not spending money to do it right. If there's a piece of art by an artist who is a jerk, 
you can still appreciate the art. Absolutely. Especially if, you know, you know, whatever. But every everybody has their own misunderstandings or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's unfortunate that she doesn't understand. It's unfortunate that she feels threatened or whatever the roots of that problem are. Yeah, and, and it really sucks. But at the same time, we're in a world that feels that way. Mm-hmm. And we can we can wish that things were a lot different, but the fact is they are how they are. Right. And a change happens very, 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 very slowly. And if you want to like Harry Potter, like Harry Potter. Yeah. It's, that it's, doesn't have anything to do with your worth, anybody's worth or identity or anything. It's a book. Yeah. I, I, I was hoping that after the last scandal she would have learned and grown and and at least uh, understood what people were saying to her but d- it didn't even compute you can't argue with crazy it's true well speaking of crazy i have two fan corner questions for you the first one is from the crazy harry Grande. harry wants to know what drag queens do you have a crush on That's for me to know. <laughs> well, and the shot goes down. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Only half. <laughs> and the next question is from Coco Taylor. If you did drag, what song would you perform first? Oh man. <laughs> Coco with the hard hitting question. Right. Right. Like girl drag, it doesn't whatever drag 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 is whatever you want it to be. I right. Well, it never occurred to me to actually do that. Uh, <laughs> I was very comfortable in the booth. You know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, you know, at some point, Coco Taylor is going to convince you to perform at least a number, so you get a million dollars in tips, and everyone will tip you. <laughs> I mean, I'll take the million dollars in tips. <laughs> Um, yeah, wow. I don't, you know what? What's it called? It's, it's Swalla by, um, Jason Derulo, the After Dark remix. Oh, fun. Really, really stupid and filthy. Love that. Love that. And I have a question for my previous guest for my current guest. My previous guest is Lexington Banks. And the question from Lexington is, fuck, Mary kill. Stephanie's child. <laughs> uh, hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, the thing is, I've worked with all of them. <laughs> right. Um, and they're all lovely. Right. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to kill you, Jan, because you always put the mics into distortion. <laughs> there you go. There's the tea of the day. Uh, that is the actual... That's not tea. If you've been to that's Icon, you yeah. know. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's see. I think that I would fuck Laguna and marry Rosé. All right. We love that. Nice choices. Mm-hmm. Now it's your turn to ask my next guest a question. It can be about anything you want. Hmm. 
What's your favorite way to bake to break a bad mood? Oh, I love that. That's a good one. Well, where can we find you on social media and Venmo? You can find me at DJJClef on Instagram and Venmo and Twitter, although I haven't been really posting very much. Oh, I did get, I am having a friend start to do my social media, so there will actually be some social media moving <laughs> nice. forward. Yeah, um, and, and make sure you follow so you can get yes, updates. Yes, and jclef.com, jclef.com. Awesome. has all the links and a link to my Mixcloud and anything like that. That's incredible. Well, everyone follow. It was an honor talking to you on Block Talk. Thank you. It was an honor being interviewed. Thank you so much. The biggest thanks to Jclef for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.